You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We have an awesome, inspiring, amazing episode for you guys tonight about boundaries. Yeah, that's, it's definitely a topic we were looking forward to talking about, something we both struggle with a lot as huge people pleasers. Setting boundaries is just, it's not something that I know that I'm comfortable with. And as we're going through the conversation, um, yeah, just kind of doing some self-reflection. Hopefully you guys can, you know, relate to some of the things and take what um, we have to say into consideration and help help set those boundaries and improve your relationships. Absolutely. Before we get into that, we're going to kick the episode off with our highs and lows as usual. So I'll go ahead and dive in with mine. Um, speaking of boundaries, my high for this week is I, I didn't think of it as a boundary at the time, but since we're really, you know, talking about that, I, I set some boundaries for myself yesterday. Actually, I was having just I've been having a lot, just a rough time between, um, you know, my husband hurting himself at work. And so he, you know, was home and I was taking care of him. And then I've been so busy at work and just kind of like falling behind on literally everything in my life. I kind of told my husband yesterday morning, like, Hey, I just need like a day off. I need some time to myself to catch up on some of these things. My anxiety has been through the roof. And I think a lot of it has to do with just falling behind on like housework and like housekeeping in my business and just my personal space and just everything that had to do with like me personally on like in my own self bubble, not like the family or the house or the business or anything was like completely falling apart. And I think it was making me really anxious. So I was able to recognize that and I let him know like I need a day off. And so yesterday morning, like we all had breakfast together and then I went for my run and I came home and we hung out for a little bit. And then I said, okay, mommy's done. And I gave him the baby monitor when Nora went down for her nap. And I had the entire afternoon completely to myself to do whatever I needed to do. I took a shower, which I (laughs) always take a shower, but still it was like nice to not have to choose, like, do I want to shower or do a chore or write an email, you know? So I got to do all of those things. I, yeah, I took a shower. I like relaxed on my phone for a little bit afterwards. I deep cleaned our master bathroom and bedroom. I deep cleaned Nora's bathroom, like deep cleaned these things and deep cleaned my office, finished reorganizing it, set up some new systems, worked on my goal boards, went through my emails, like started to tackle some things I've been super behind on and it felt so good. And I woke up today on Monday morning, we record on Monday. So I woke up on Monday morning, just feeling like refreshed and ready to go. And it was literally amazing. So I need to do that more often. I I felt kind of bad because I don't know, I just don't do that. And, you know, I kind of made up this story, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I feel so bad. Like, don't make me feel bad. And he's like, I'm not like, take it, take the time. I'm like, Oh, okay, (laughs) cool. So that was hard, but a win. Yeah. My low, 
um, and I'll keep it kind of short because I'm a little rambly this evening, but my low has to do with COVID stuff, I guess. Um, I thought I've been handling it really well, and I, I think I have been. Like, I was really anxious at the beginning and for a while, and things have slowly started, like, being better within my mind and like my anxiety with that has calmed down a little bit. Um, I tried to set an appointment with Nora's doctor a while ago, um, just to like talk about some of my concerns as things were reopening. And, and she did sit with me and we did like a, um, like tele appointment or whatever. And, you know, she basically told me like you, it's just comfort level. Like we don't really know, but if you want to get your daughter together with a couple other kids, like I'm sure it would be fine. But we just don't really know. And I just, like, I'm just so, I just wish that I wasn't so worried. And it all just kind of hit me, like, you know, how, like, when am I going to feel okay enough? Like, how come other people do and I don't? What's wrong with me that I don't feel comfortable with this? And just, you know, fear and guilt and just, like, sadness for Nora, just, like, pure sadness that, because of my fears and anxieties, she's suffering. It just was a lot. It just sucks. But you you guys all know, like, it sucks for everybody in different ways. So yeah. to have everyone at different stages is really hard. And I think this whole thing is kind of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some people, like, you're going to feel good for a while. And then, like, oh, look, numbers are going up. Now we should probably stop doing some of these things. Like, it's just so, it's just such an unknown, horrible horrible time for everyone so I'm Mm. I'm sorry that you went through that but I mean you are doing what's best for your family and you're just trying to keep your daughter safe and you cannot fault yourself for that yeah at least now you know yeah what to expect and can feel a little better about it yeah um let's see this week my high um it was my daughter's birthday um yeah she Piper turned seven my oldest which just saying seven out loud is terrifying like I just cannot believe how quick it went by um I'll stick with the high part (laughs) it was her birthday and we um (laughs) usually have like a huge birthday party for her in the summer but um due to social distancing we um we just picked up her cousins we've only been um like socializing with our like immediate family so we went and got um her cut her two cousins and we just my husband and I took the four kids and we went on a little adventure. We went and did like a little bit of a hike, which was super fun. And the kids all really liked and my body really didn't like. So that's the <laughs> motivation to get moving. But um, then we just came home and played in the pool. And like, it, it was just a really fun, chill family day, which after, you know, only seeing ourselves it's just Mm -hmm. nice to spend time with someone that's not us and my nephews are so sweet and the four kids get along so well and I didn't grow up with like family members my age um so seeing my kids with their cousins like it's just such a special thing I really cherish that they're making those memories together so that was really fun um my low is that my daughter turned seven this week and <laughs> now I'm a mess. So I just, I, I don't know. Motherhood has been such a wild ride for me. Um, I, I don't know. I struggled with it so much more than I ever thought that I would just like mm-hmm. my mental health just completely went crazy. And I like, 
you know, just discovered a lot about myself and, and all of that. And, um, the young years, I feel like just flew by so fast. And then I'm like, now I just like, I went through her, all her baby pictures to like pick a, a picture from every year to do a little collage. And I was like, that was eight pictures, like her birth born day. And then every year I'm like, that's a lot of years. Like she's not a little kid anymore. And I'm just like kind of grieving. Like she was the cutest, sweetest baby. And those were like such simple times, even though they were like stressful and horrible in their own way that way. But it's like, I'm never going to get those back with her. And I'm just like super emotional about it. And I really was not expecting to be at all. But I think like just with everything being so weird right now and like her missing out on her party that she usually has mm-hmm. and then like as if they're going to go back to school and I'm like how many years is this going to go on for like for our kids so everything has just got me on super emotional level and so yeah. I am yeah just a little basket case but <laughs> I'm very proud of the young lady big kid that she's grown to be and uh, yeah, no, it's all, it's all good, but really sad. It goes by so yeah. fast. Well, now yeah. you're going to have, you know, new, different memories to make. And in seven, yep. seven more years, you're going to look back and say, she was just a baby, even though she feels like such a big kid now. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. And it's really cute because as like, I'm around them so much that it's always like looking back on videos and stuff. We're like, oh my gosh, I like, didn't even realize they were so little and baby boys, but mm-hmm. we got her um, walkie talkies and just listening, like, Michael has one, Piper has one, then we have a grown-up one. Like, they all go together. Listening to their little voices over the walkie-talkie, even when I can, like, physically see them, hearing their voices through technology just makes them sound so much younger and really mm. puts into perspective. Like, they are the cutest little things ever. Aww. So, yeah. It's been a real roller coaster over here. <laughs> Join the dang club. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I think that is a perfect segue to just change us on over into the episode. Um, We're all kind of on roller coasters and trying to find ways to get off the dang ride. We'll start with setting some boundaries for ourselves and just kind of drawing that line in the sand of what can I really handle? What are my limits and how do I know how to tell people what my limits are and actually like stick to them? And so we're going to bring on our guest. Dr. Manuela Powell is a mindset coach whose mission is to help high achieving women who've lost themselves after motherhood to have the audacity to create their ideal life without feeling guilty. For over 17 years, Manuela was a cancer surgeon in Brazil and in the U.S. And after having her second child at 44, she craved more flexibility, freedom, and time with her family. So she put away her scalpel to instead dissect women's soul and help them exercise the shoulds and the I'm not good enoughs from their minds forever so they can finally stop being everything to everyone and live the life they really want. Her podcast, Audacious Motherhood, will launch in summer 2020, and we are so fortunate to have her join us today to share her insights and teach us how to draw some dang boundaries in our lives. <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Manuela. Hi, Manuela. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm so excited. We're so excited to talk to you. Um, we gave you just a little bit of an intro, but before we dig into this, 
huge topic that's so important to all of us out there. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Ooh, sure. A little bit is going to be the hard part. Uh, <laughs> or a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I am a mindset coach. I help women who feel like they lost themselves to motherhood to just have the audacity to create the life they love without feeling guilty. I have two boys. They're three and five. We live in Austin, Texas, and it's hot as balls here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to be a cancer surgeon, and I left when I had my second uh, child to have more freedom, more time with family, and I didn't want to work 15-hour days anymore, and it was just having two humans under my responsibility was enough. <laughs> Yeah. So that is the super short story. Yeah, and that's that had to be like such a heavy job to come home and then be a mom, you know, after working all day. That had yeah. to be really challenging. Yeah, I loved it. I really did. But of course, you know, there are days there, you know, for sure that were harder than, than others. But it honestly, it wasn't that who made me stop. It was really just the amount of hours and all the, you know, all the responsibility and all the stuff that goes on in the medical field, you know, the most practice and all like paperwork and all that, that just increases so much what you have to do that, you know, just gives you less time for family yeah. and other yeah, well, that's great that you kind of knew what direction you wanted to go. And that really is why we wanted to talk to you for this episode. Mm -hmm. We're talking about boundaries today. I always say tonight, but whenever you're <laughs> listening to this, we're talking about boundaries. And it's, it's just such a huge, huge topic for any of you boss ladies out there, mamas out there, anybody in general. I mean, setting boundaries in your relationships and in your life is so important and we're so excited to pick your brain about this topic we can't wait so let's just go ahead and dive in and start getting this going so we wanted to just ask you a few questions um, about boundaries and pick your brain so let's talk about the importance of boundaries in a relationship and who to set your boundaries with sure so I think that boundaries are essential in any relationship because the thing is, when you don't have boundaries, I mean, you do have the boundaries. When your boundaries are being crossed, it means someone, you, <laughs> is giving in, right? I mean, it means you're going to be resentful, you're going to be angry, because something that you don't allow in your mind, you are allowing someone to do. But you haven't communicated to that person, so they maybe don't know. Even if it sounds obvious to you, but not everybody um, might have the same idea. So it's it's crucial to have boundaries with people. Mostly, of course, the people who are you close, who you're close to, uh, your family, your close friends, um, but your coworkers. But really, the boundaries are for you, right? You have those, and then it doesn't matter who is around you. Those people cannot. Nobody can trample on your boundaries. That is the uh, the main thing. Yeah. Where where do you even start? And like like for our listeners, what is a boundary? Oh uh, yeah. Opinion? And where do you even good question. start? <laughs> I think the what is a boundary is a great question because yeah, a lot of people yeah. is like, yeah, I kind of kind of know. Um, my definition is that basically a line that you draw between what you will and won't do, accept, and tolerate. 
Um, and the important thing is that it's just not in your head. You have to really communicate. And a boundary means you're going to say, hey, this is my line right here. And if you cross that line, this is what's going to happen. So there is something. And of course, it's not like a child, like, hey, if you don't do this, you don't get dessert. It's basically like, hey, if you continue calling me after 10 p.m., I'm just going to turn off my ringer. If you continue showing up my house, I'm just not going to open the door for you. Or, you know, you and of course, following up with that, like actually doing what you're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So it's basically just a line between, um, I like the definition that uh, an author that I like uh, said once is a, where it's a line between where you end and the other person starts. So it's like kind of, it's really like, I think a boundary, the boundary as in a limit, right? In between the two people. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so how can you tell if a boundary is being crossed in case things get kind of fuzzy? Basically, most of the times, if not all, that you're having any sort of negative emotion or I don't want to label emotions, but the emotions that you feel like anger, sadness, anything that you feel that goes towards this side, it's usually a sign that there hasn't been a boundary that has been crossed. And of course, there are boundaries that, um, for instance, you might have a, um, if physical boundaries, right? Sometimes you're going to stub your toe, like you might have a boundary of not getting hurt, but. I mean, it's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're going to suddenly set boundaries like, okay, nobody's ever going to cross about. No, that that's still going to happen because they're just things that are outside of control. But the important thing is that you know which things are inside your control and then try to make those at least not, um, not being crossed. Mm -hmm. So you can, I mean, you can make these boundaries for yourself, but uh, the second part of it, of course, is going to be sharing your boundaries with others so they know because people aren't just going to be mind readers. And I think it's really easy to do that first step and start to think, OK, what are my boundaries and lay that all out. But it's really hard to move forward and tell people what Absolutely. your boundaries are. Yeah, because actually when you tell them is that that's when you're starting to enforce your boundaries. So that's why we don't do it yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times because the, the, the big thing is that um the when we allow people to to cross our boundaries is because we are people pleasing right mm -hmm. we want people to love us we want them to approve of us we don't want to we want to avoid conflict we don't want them to be mad at us and a lot of times it's just ah it's just so much easier you know if i just let this go and i'll do you know i'll get a little disappointed but it's fine because then i don't have to go through this whole thing so basically you're disappointing yourself so that you don't disappoint somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the, whenever you notice that you're doing that, like, you know, I'm kind of not happy about the situation, but I don't want to make that other person unhappy. Yeah. So that's when you're, you're allowing this to happen. And of course, the hard part is to tell the other people, <laughs> the other people, hey, this is not okay. And you can't do that because a lot of times that will create conflict mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily need to be a giant conflict. Sometimes it is, but if it is actually a good sign that if you try to enforce boundaries that are reasonable with people that supposedly love you, you know, and they are completely against it and repeatedly cross your boundaries and don't respect it at all, you might have to reevaluate that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and when you're thinking about that, you know, okay, I'm going to lay out this boundary. And if I hurt their feelings, 
what if I do? What's the worst that's really going to happen if I hurt their feelings? And yeah, weigh that against the In reality, the you cannot hurt another person's feelings. They only get hurt because they're making that mean something. Mm-hmm. And when I say something like, hey, you know what? Uh, you can't show up and announce in my house. That, I mean, if you're going to get hurt about that, I mean, it's really, you know, it's you what are you what are you gonna do like the other person has their own work to do mm-hmm. so one thing that is important to remember is that um setting boundaries is really an inside job like my needs are my job and your needs are your job so it's easier when it's some people that is not super people are not super close to you mm-hmm. but it's really like we want you know especially we moms and women like we want to like make sure that everybody's fine so a lot of times like, oh, you know what, let me cater to everybody's needs so that everybody is great. No, like sometimes our partners and husbands, like they're adults. They can mm-hmm. do that for themselves. You don't need to make sure they are happy. No, of course you have to compromise. Of course, I'm not saying you need to be a complete a-hole about things, you know, but if you have this need, if, if it's like, okay, this is something that really bothers me, you need to ha- go have a conversation. And most of the time, when it's really something important, and it, it's a good relationship and people who love each other, it's very rare that two boundaries would be just clashing with each other. Mm-hmm. What happens is one person doesn't want to respect the other person's boundary, which is not the same of being on top of that other boundary. Like, it's just like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to just, you know, have, be able to call you whenever I want and you have to answer me, which is no, you don't yeah. have to do that. And you know, if that's going to upset them, well, I guess they have work to do too. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but honestly, the moment you notice you do that without feeling horribly guilty, just the feeling of power, like empowered self is mm-hmm. so amazing that you never go back to not doing that. Because you and and you will see that your relationships will get better if you do that. And they might get a little shaky in the beginning because wait, you all this was always okay, and now it's not okay anymore. Mm-hmm. So there might be a little period of uh, adaptation. But even I noticed that with my kids, my kids are three and five; they're very small. And even the day I decided to really set boundaries with them, even to the point where like. No, you can't. You can't just come and grab me. And like right now, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be grabbed. So you, you're just not allowed to do that. It's amazing how even little people can mm-hmm. totally understand, and you know, respect that too. Yeah, and I mean, setting those boundaries with your kids, especially if they're at home with you right now for work. You know, you can let them know, like, mommy's working right now, and you need to respect that mommy's working. Can you go do this? Like, I'll ask Nora. She, Nora's my daughter. She's two, almost. And she loves to sit in the corner of where the couch and the ottoman connect Mm -hmm. and have her little toys and books. And, like, she'll set herself up there. And so I'll say, you know, whenever mommy's on her computer for work, I need you to go sit in your corner and play. And I'm trying to just teach her you know, the rules, I didn't really think of it necessarily as boundaries because she's so little. I, I wasn't even thinking about setting boundaries with her. So I like that a lot. Yeah, but it is. Look at you. You're, you're doing great. And of course, with young kids, of course, they're going to, you have to repeat it a million times. And maybe one day she's just not going to be able even to sit because she has too much energy or whatever it is, or they forget because, mm-hmm. right, they, they don't, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. I'm all excited here. I'm going to do this. 
But you just, and this is an important thing, even with adults, it's not like, oh, here's my boundary. This was going to happen. Okay, bio never talks about this again. No, mm-hmm. it's probably not what's going to happen. You might have to remind people because also they don't need to remember every single thing about what you want and not want. Again, it's your job that right. if it happens again, of course, if it's a big thing and you notice that the person is always pushing that same exact boundary, you might need to have a deeper conversation, but you know, if it's things that don't always happen and things like that, you might have to say, Hey, remember, like, this is not okay. And I'm not available for that or whatever it is. Just that reminder that this is still a thing. (laughs) This is still not okay. (laughs) Yeah. How do you even go about making the requests that you need? And then, you know, on top of that, listening to other people's requests and respecting their boundaries as well. Yeah, I think it's just having having an just being clear and the most direct and you know I, I don't think we need to justify your mm-hmm. you don't have to say hey you know what I don't like doing this because if you do that you don't need that explanation you can that's explain, such a big but thing I think it's better if you don't it's just yeah. like hey this is not okay or this is the thing that I'm not gonna accept it I don't won't do. And if this happens again, here's what's going to happen. And it doesn't need to be, hey, I'm mad at you and whatever. But like, hey, just so you know, this is a thing. And if it's totally new to you and you're never, and you're just a total doormat that everybody just, or a mom, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just the person who always did everything for everyone and was always available and it's always the martyr and always that, it's there's going to be a period there where people are going to be like, oh, wait a second. But it's just real. It's like, hey, you know what? I know that this happened in the past and I allowed this to happen, but this actually really bothers me. So as of now, uh, this is what's okay and what's not. And this is what's going to happen if this keeps happening. Right. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have, you you know, these days, you of course, you can email or write or text or whatever, but mm-hmm. just make sure to communicate clearly what is the boundary and what's going to happen if it's crossed, mm-hmm. right? The most direct and succinct, succinct way you can. I think the over-explaining, I'm oh, sorry, Mickey, is kind of like a defense mechanism a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I'm so guilty of, and I know Mickey can relate to this, like, just wanting to people please so much. And it's like, if I tell you this and I'm firm and I tell you my boundary and then I start second guessing myself and it's like, because of this and this and this and this and trying to make them feel okay about what I'm asking for to make me feel okay. Yeah. And one, one thing that I think we women do a lot is also, um, apologizing. Mm-hmm. So I can say, hey, I'm sorry, but this is like, and this is something that I think it's an amazing thing for us to try. Of course, if you're wrong, go ahead and apologize. Sure. But if you didn't do something, having a boundary is not right or wrong. It's just what you want and you need. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to justify. Right. So just having that awareness and trying to decrease that, it also makes you feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. And then makes it easier the next time you have to talk about the next boundary to the next person. Because you don't need to be sorry. You don't need to be sorry that you don't want to talk on the phone at 10 p.m. when you want to be sleeping. Or that you don't want people to show up in your house. Or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't need to justify that. The same way that the other person comes to you and say, hey, don't do X and Y and Z. Also, they're totally fine. And you don't have to go, oh, but why? It's like, hey, it's not, you can even, well, why was it okay before and it's not now? 
because before I was not able to tell you this because it was hard for me or, you know, because now I'm, I'm just growing as a person and this is yeah. what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. The people pleasing thing <laughs> is huge, huge. And now that we've kind of talked about this a little bit, I totally find myself even explaining those boundaries to my kids. If I'm like, you guys aren't allowed to do that because this and this and this and this. Yeah. And my husband, my husband does the same thing too, but we kind of try to catch each other. And we're like, we're just talking way too much. They don't yeah. need to know why. Like we said yeah. this thing that's to keep you safe or whatever. And just. Yeah. I'm actually and- that one. I'm that one is the one that I'm very guilty about uh, yes. still. And my husband always looks at me as like, mm, stop. <laughs> sure. Explain something. Say, hey, you can't do that because, it, I mean, it's, it's just a safety thing or whatever. But like, you don't need, I would be like, let me just tell you like 5,000 things for a three-year-old. Like, they, mm-hmm. she's not even listening. Just say, hey, no. And I think it's much better even for them to actually listen when you just say, hey, you can't do that. If by any chance your kid is old enough and say, hey, why can't you? Do it? Well, sure, go ahead and explain to him. But like, just try to keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am really bad about that. And so I'm like, oh, you can't um, stand by the top of the stairs because this horrible thing can happen and this oh, horrible gosh. thing. And then this is like, maybe not always that gruesome or whatever, but yeah, they don't need yeah, they don't need to know all that. And it just it makes listening for them so much harder. I don't like to listen when I get lectured too. Yeah. I'm like just no, tell it's me funny that. that you mentioned the stairs because we were just at a at family house somewhere. Our house doesn't have stairs, but we were somewhere that they had and my boys are insane and they love like smacking each other and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And every time they were close to the stairs, I'll be away from the stairs. That was just it. <laughs> they were just like <laughs> that is not allowed. <laughs> that's a banned zone right here because you know we're gonna start smacking each other and they can actually hurt themselves really bad but they don't need to know that exactly it's just like hey not that done over there (laughs) yeah it's so much easier for them to just remember that one little just don't do that okay no big deal um with adults setting boundaries we talked about a little bit but um kind of having that fear of like upsetting other people or not wanting to like hurt their feelings or feeling like our needs aren't as important as theirs. Where, where does that fear come from and how do I get rid of it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That is, that's, that's a very ingrained, I think for us women, it really comes since forever because just five minutes ago we were able to, you know, I was reading the other day, I think it was 1980 something that women were allowed to open a business without a man um, signing, co-signing. So it's like, it's, <laughs> no, it's like five minutes ago that everything that we we were not like burned at the stake if you have an idea or you're different or you want to do anything. So it's, it's, it's very much that those generations of like, no, 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 your job as a woman is to serve the men, which was what it was for centuries, right? So mm-hmm. now that we're kind of like starting to get out of there, it's really hard because this is very much ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. And every time, even very subtle things that the patriarchal society um, implants in us, for instance, when uh, people tell me, I just posted this the other day. <laughs> Um, when people say, oh, you're so lucky because your husband helps you so much. Oh, yes. I was like, okay, 
Uh, it's his kids, his house. So he doesn't help me. It's not my job. It's both our jobs. He does his job and I do my job. He is good at his job, which is awesome, but he's not helping me. So that just those little things that, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't stop and like, wait a second, is that, you know, it, it, you just accept that. And it's, it's in the small way you think, wait, if, if then I go and I ask for help on this thing or that thing in childcare or, or in the house, it's like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing that you're doing this for me, which is not, I'm like, no. Right. So, so I think it's, it's, the people pleasing one thing, but there's also that that thing that's like it's it's ingrained in us that this is our responsibility, that we're supposed to be doing everything for everyone. Like the 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 biggest compliment for women used to be, oh, she's so selfless. Do you want mm -hmm. anything worse than being selfless? No self? Really? Is that what we're striving for? I don't think so. <laughs> well, even now in like the mom culture right now, we're just all competing with all these other moms that we're seeing on Instagram or other social media. And it's like, we're seeing moms speak a little bit more about some of this, but often it's, you know, moms showing how busy they are, how much they're doing for everyone else. And for, you know, like mom, mompreneurs, is that how you say that? Mompreneurs? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you would pronounce it, but yeah. that whole thing. And it's like, you know, you're just grinding and you're busting your ass to get all this done. And it's just, it's a constant just feed of people, you know, overextending themselves to take care of everybody else. And, and it's supposed to be this empowering kind of movement, but it still kind of feeds back into other people's needs being more important than our own. Yeah. Just... And if, and if, and if you, if you go and say, oh, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. Or if you have a corporate job or something, oh, I'm going to take on this promotion and then I'm going to have to travel more or I'm going to have more hours or whatever. And I used to be a doctor. So I know how people mm -hmm. was like, oh my gosh, how do you, you know, because there's how, how, what are the, how are the kids going to be? And how is your husband going to deal with this? I'm like, he's a grown ass man. He's going to be fine. Right? <laughs> he's going to, yes, I'm going to travel a little bit more, or yes, I'm going to go back to school or do something. My kids will be fine because what, what happens is um, you would say, oh, you know what? I'm going to give up myself for my kids. Mm -hmm. And then your kids will grow up a little bit and then they're going to have their own kids and going to say, oh, I'm going to give up myself. And we just have generations of people who are just literally putting people on the planet to put more people on the planet and not do anything, which doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. Instead, yeah. let's just do the thing that we want to do, whatever it is, go back to school, open a business or get your promotion and show our kids I'm like hey you know what no you can't do everything 100% you can't that's impossible mm -hmm. you're not going to do that you're not going to be a perfect ceo perfect mom pinterest mom and mm -hmm. wonderful wife and skinny and healthy and wonderful no it's going to be a mess right yep. <laughs> everything mm -hmm. and sometimes you, your family is going to be have less of you and sometimes your business is going to have less of you you know, and, and you're going to keep going like that. There's no balance, only that balance. The, the balance go like back and forth, right? Yeah. And, and nothing is going to be perfect. But it's, it's just how it is. Like if you try to be perfect or if you're okay, you know what? I can't be perfect, so I'm just going to not do anything and just do everything for everyone and forget about myself. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah. I'm so guilty of the trying to be perfect in everything. Like I'm trying to give, I'm a, a full-time stay-at-home mom. I'm the full-time caregiver for my daughter. And then I also have my real estate business, which 
trying to juggle that with a toddler has been insane, but you know, I've, I have found a way to make it work pretty successfully for right now. And then we have our podcast, which is a passion project. And it's like, I love everything that I'm doing, but I think it's also like a mindset shift um, as well. And making a boundary in your mindset if, if you want to put it that way, because it's like, sometimes I can sit down at the end of the day and just feel, oh, woe is me. I'm putting everything else above myself. But then when I really look at it, I'm like, okay, well, I could send my daughter to daycare. I could work less. I could ditch my passion project. These are all things that I'm choosing to fulfill myself. So yes, yeah. I'm putting these all ab- above myself, so to speak, but they're for myself. And so changing how I'm looking at it is yeah. what I really need to do. And For well, sure. And one thing that you know that you mentioned that is important is like, oh, yeah, I do. And I manage to do all the things, you know, you have I, don't, I have no clue how you do that, by the way. It's like, it's like magic. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I have the impression, maybe I'm wrong, but I have the impression that the way you do it is that by letting the, the your cup get way less filled than it it mm-hmm. would have been if you did any of these things, sent your daughter to daycare a couple of days or, or decrease her or whatever it is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, and if it is sending your daughter to daycare because you really want to have a business or if it's like, you know what, I don't want to have a business. I want to be a state, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you like, it's fine because you're not going to have everybody to tell you, oh my gosh, you're doing a great job. Because mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone who's going to think you're doing it wrong. Either you yep. should be more in your business or you should be more of a mom or you should blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, that's their opinion. <laughs> that shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, I think we can, we do manage. We're like freaking superhumans for sure. But then at some point, then you might have start having some weird pain here and there or your hair start falling I don't know there's something mm-hmm. that you your health is gonna suffer and I know because as a surgeon back in the day I used to work I don't know 150 hours a week sometimes mm-hmm. and I was like I was doing it but I was sick all the time I had of course no relationships friends mm-hmm. or otherwise because how are you gonna do that yeah. so of course it's suffering right of yeah. course I, I was doing it but at some point I was like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. I actually want to raise my kids and I actually mm-hmm. want to be able to choose the city that I'm going to live and, and those things. And mm-hmm. I gave up something that I really liked. So sometimes you have to give up something that's like, you know, this is great. And I actually wish I could continue, but at some point I'm like, okay, I, I have to make a choice. And my, at, for me, the choice at the time was like, you know, no. And I know many, many, many people who say, you know, I love working so much. So my kids are going to see less of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to be fine. They're going to be yeah. fine. It's just choosing those boundaries. Yeah. I mean, within your personal life, your business, just, I mean, that goes into what we were talking about at the beginning is how to set those boundaries. It's not just with relationships with other people. It's with your relationship with yourself, too. I mean, I think of myself as like a workaholic so how can I shut off and make that boundary for myself I mean I will literally open my eyes get on my phone start working and don't stop until literally I'm laying in bed like and I just I love it but I need to have some kind of boundary or like you said it's gonna all catch up with me one day and I know some of you listening can probably relate (laughs) to that yeah, for sure. I think for us women, it's very, very true. And the the 
it's almost like a curse that we can do so many things at a time but usually the one who's suffering is our self-care and self-love and all that stuff right it's mm-hmm. our part it's it's kind of like and i'm super lucky that my husband today he says like you know if you need like one weekend like get an airbnb somewhere and go like it's fine if you need because i'm an introvert like i need to be alone and i haven't been alone in four months <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like that. oh my gosh can you because now he works from the kids are back in daycare but he he works from home so it's like mm-hmm. okay i guess we're together forever now <laughs> <laughs> This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be a good time to work on setting some of those boundaries just to make everyone keep their sanity at home. I actually think that this whole insanity has taught us or, you know, was a good moment for us to learn these things. Because if we don't, how many people are divorcing right now or, you Mm -hmm. know, going crazy because they just noticed, I'm like, wait, we had our lives all the time separately. And now, like, how can we do that? Because we never had these boundaries. Now we're together all the time. So if you don't enforce these things, you're going to end up in conflict. There's no other way. Right. Or you're going to be resentful and angry and depressed by yourself, not letting it show. But it's not going to work if constantly one person is trampling over the other's uh, person, the other person's boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Mick. Oh, um, so we're talking about kind of some of the negative effects of, of especially setting boundaries for ourselves. But in um, our relationships, what are some of the negative effects we can see by not setting and maintaining those boundaries with others? I think to have a genuine relationship, an honest where you can be yourself, you need to enforce your boundaries. Because if not, you can't be yourself because you're going to be constantly allowing things that you don't want to and you're doing things that you don't want to do so again of course you have to compromise in relationships so sometimes you're gonna have to do the thing that you don't want because your partner really wants to or you know and vice versa hopefully but but if you're constantly the person who does that there is no way like you if you're not yourself you know it's it's not a genuine relationship and there's always going to be that little and especially if it's a partnership, like if it's your husband or wife, or it's it it's it's gonna show at some point, right? Because you're gonna resent that person and you're gonna be angry at them because they should know that this is not okay. No, they should not know. They don't have a crystal ball, right? Unless they're actually physically hurting it, which is a completely different. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a boundary situation. It's you know, unless there's the case, they they can't they can't know. And you have to tell them. And this is this is where I stand because not everybody is the same. So maybe for them, it's not a problem. That thing is like, yeah, you can do that to me all the time. I don't mind. So so it is important to, to set those boundaries. And the relationships will get better if you do that. Because when you do that, of course, you're also allowing the other person to do it. Mm-hmm. So when everybody's needs are met in a relationship, it's it's just better just has me thinking a lot about, I mean, of course, with your partner, but then with your family members, your in-laws, I mean, it's so easy to just sweep negative emotions under the rug to not cause waves in the family dynamic. I love what you're saying about, you know, once you open up and express your boundaries and then they can do that as well, you can actually come to a better place because, I mean, how many of us have 
those kind of issues with our families or in-laws. And it's just so scary to even bring it up. Sure, of course. And because you don't want to, you don't want to create conflict and this and that, but like, you are creating conflict. You mm -hmm. create inner con conflict mm -hmm. and sometimes conflict with your partner because it's their family, right? Right. When, you know, if you have, okay, every Thanksgiving we go to, you know, Uncle Bob's house and blah, blah, and Uncle Bob's get drunk and everybody gets mad. Like, why, why do you keep doing this? Just stop. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. You know, if it's really, really uncomfortable, I don't care who they are in your family. Like, you do not have to do that. You know, and you don't have to be, hey, hey you know what? You guys are horrible and I'm never going to see you again. No, it's just like, hey, you know what? This year we're going to stay home because it's actually better for our mental, mental health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. How many, like, I'm just thinking, how many times, like, throughout your life when you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because I have to, whether it's with friends yeah. or for work or with family, when it's something, like, you don't really have to do, but we just feel like we have to, that people-pleasing is just, and the guilt. Yeah, so and the big. thing is, like, you can choose to step over your own boundary. For instance, I do not like parties, mm -hmm. but I will, not right now, obviously, but... I would go to party if like my best friend is having a party and I know she's the most introvert extrovert in the world and she adores party and she would be so happy if I was there. You know what? I can decide to ignore this boundary that I have because I want to do that for their person. But the key here is that I am choosing to do that. So I'm not going to resent her after. Mm -hmm. right? right? I'm not going to be dragged which is different if your best friend comes and drags you to a party that you hate, you don't want to go, you don't know anyone, and then you, you're you there, like, hating every minute of it, and then the next day, like, why did I do that? Yeah, exactly. Why did you do that? You were an adult. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> yeah. And don't go. It's fine. It, you don't have to do everything for And if you have those friends who, if you say no to things... They're just going to get mad at you all the time. Maybe you have to just reevaluate that friendship. Maybe that's, you know, maybe you, you're different now. You could have mm -hmm. done that when you're in college. And now that you have four kids and they have no kids and they go out every night, maybe you, can, you can't hang out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. How do you forgive somebody when you set that boundary and they cross it? Like, what are your tips on? I think, like, I honestly think and that would be when you're, starting your boundary journey let's say <laughs> i think the first thing you need to understand actually every everything that i do in my work starts with this you have to own it that it's your responsibility mm -hmm. so there's nothing to forgive because no one can step on your boundaries if you don't allow them mm -hmm. you know so if people if your boundaries are being crossed you are letting it Again, not violence, not abuse, mm -hmm. everything like normal stuff, day to day, you know, it's just, it's, you are allowing it, right? Mm -hmm. If you are the person who always does everything in your house and does all the childcare and blah, blah, you cannot resent your husband if you don't say, hey, you need to come here and do this thing. Hey, you need to go today, do the laundry. Hey, you go cook today or whatever it is. If that's, and if your husband refuses to do that, maybe, I don't know, it's time to reevaluate that this marriage right because it is just how it is mm -hmm. you can't you there's nowhere that i know that you sign up with a friendship or something and say oh i'm i'm now the the person who does all the things and you don't so i honestly don't think that there's a there's a forgiveness needed if someone continues to not listen to you and not respect you but you really need to remove yourself from from that relationship mm 
because mm-hmm. that person is just not ready to respect you. And this is really like they are not respect. It's if you had if it was a physical thing, would you allow it? Right? If you right. could, oh, you would say no. You can't do that. So if if it's an emotional thing, it's it's the same way. They're not. They can't do that. So if they continue to do that, I don't. It's just. It's like, well, we, we, and I had like a experience. I had a best friend for 10 years until one day I was like, why do I keep allowing this person <laughs> to be so horrible to me? Right. So in one day I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just done with this. I'm like, Hey, I want to have a conversation with you. I'm not happy with this and this and this. So whenever you're ready, please call me. This was probably 20 years ago and I never heard from her again. So oh, wow. like best friends for 10 years. Yeah. So of um, course that was not a person that you know, wasn't the same level of friendship that I was. Mm-hmm. So it was much better for me to remove that toxicity from my life. And yeah. but it's I know it's hard to it's not easy to do this. I'm not I'm not saying hey this is gonna you guys gonna <laughs> it's definitely gonna be better. But there's going to be uh, like growing pains for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um you reminded me of like talking about the spouse helping. There's boundaries in my marriage that have been set and it took I mean it took really we've been married for five years this year we've been together for eight years and probably in the last two years I was able to you know clearly and confidently express what I was needing help with the housework and things like that and my husband was finally at a place where he was able to listen and so it it took a long time to be able to figure out how to lay those boundaries out and get them met completely I mean it was kind of like a going good oh falling back back and forth but I guess yeah just being patient when you're trying to set those boundaries especially with really special important relationships and knowing that it's not going to change overnight and you know you might need to both be working at it to make it happen absolutely and and I think for us one thing that we do a lot too is because we have that thing that oh we're you know we're supposed to be doing all this Mm -hmm. Even when people offer help, I had really bad this this specific problem. Even when my husband or anyone would offer me help, I'll be oh no no, no I'm fine. Yeah. To a point where some uh, some day he was just like one day I looked and was like why is he outside like having fun and I'm here like away? <laughs> and then I was yeah. like oh yeah he offered to help like seventeen million times and I always said no. One day I was just like okay fine I'm not gonna offer anymore. Mm-hmm. And then right, you're mad. So like, exactly. No, yeah. it was funny because I immediately realized, I was like, oh, yeah, he did offer. <laughs> but I would lose my Martyr of the Year award if I allowed him to help me. So, I wouldn't be a yeah. Pinterest mom anymore. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So you have to be willing to give up the woe is me, yeah. right? And, and kind of just the whole business and, oh, my gosh, I have no time for myself. Like, how is that supposed to be good in a thing mm-hmm. that you like? compete for like, no I don't want that I want Who's to be the, the most tired who, yeah. I was like no I I'm the person who works the less and is more most fulfilled that's what I want to be oh man that that yeah. really hits home <laughs> <laughs> oh. well let's go over some tips on creating boundaries because it's easy to say you know, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to set some boundaries, but like, where do you begin? Yeah. How do you even do that? So do you have some some tips sure. for people on how to go about that? 
So in the big scheme of things, it would always start with the awareness and of you taking responsibility to know that it, it's great news, though, because if you're the problem, you're also the, the solution. So this is great. Mm-hmm. Right? So once you realize that you are the person who is responsible for that, you can then start to take that back. And then really the the, the awareness part, what I like to do is... Um, when you do something to your body, your brain kind of responds faster, right? Because your subconscious loves the familiar stuff, the things that you do all the time on autopilot. So you're going to have to have that period of untraining that whole thing. So one thing that I like to do is get a, an elastic band or a bracelet or something. And you start noticing, just spend a week just noticing Every time something, when you have like a positive experience and that suddenly becomes a negative experience, try to retrace your steps back to when you're feeling good and see what was the thing that happened. Because usually that that area there where the positive turns to negative is where the boundary was crossed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our boundaries are unconscious. We don't even know. So we're going to have to unearth them. So that would be the awareness part. So just spending a week kind of like knowing or noticing who are the people who usually cross your boundaries and kind of having that first, um, just, I don't know, even make a list, write down if you're a person who likes writing things down, it's really good for the brain too. Mm -hmm. Um, So then you have to know that there is going to be some discomfort. So you're going to have to endure that part, the growing pains. And one thing that, might be good and helpful was is to write a list of horrible consequences. What are the horrible things that are going to happen if I decide to enforce my boundaries or specific boundaries, right? With my mom, if I tell her that she can't do X and Y, Z anymore with my husband, this and that, mm-hmm. just having that list so that you kind of, which usually is not, you know, they're not going to speak with you again going to be oh yeah she's going to be kind of upset and then she's going to say x y z and sometimes that nothing none of this is going to happen you imagine all these things and they're just (laughs) oh okay (laughs) so and once you have that then you can really start to um think about where are you're lacking in boundaries so before you do that just take a look of the boundaries that you do have and that you do enforce so say I have a boundary to eat healthy. So you only eat fast food however many times a week. This is how I enforce it. Or I have, and even if it sounds super silly, like I have a boundary of um, safety. So I lock my doors at night. You know, there's just, or I have a boundary with my kids that they can't go to bed after whatever time. So you do have boundaries. So just like setting yourself up to know that you're not a complete disaster, that just is helpful. And then notice with your noticing with the areas that you need the most, then writing down everything that you would like to be enforced. And then starting with the easiest, most low profile of all of them. You know, don't go for like the hardest person to talk to and the super difficult boundary. Go you know, start really slow and really write down what you're going to say. Because if you say, and I have, I had a client today, actually, we had this exact conversation and I said, okay, tell me what you're going to say. And she started to say, oh, okay. So when you guys, it was like, no, no, stop. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, talk about you. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So I need to feel safe and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And this is why I 
you know, that thing is not okay. So just trying to not say, hey, you know what, this is punishment for what you do. It's not like it's just like, hey, this is just what I need. Mm -hmm. And so that's why kind of writing down your script might help so that when you actually have the conversation, you know what to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can even practice, you know, for the hard ones, you can practice with, with a friend or something and say, hey, this is this is how I'm going to say it, especially if, if, if it's with people that you tend to have conflict with. The least amount of conflict that you can bring to that, again, not trying to say, hey, I'm doing this because you did X, Y and Z. No, it's just right. this is just what I need. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is not you. It's me. Right? <laughs> this is what I need. Yeah. So, um, and then repeat until forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you will have to, to repeat some of them, not the same and not to the same people, but you might have to continuously, you know, write new boundaries and maybe change old ones and all that stuff. They're not, the line is always in the sand, right? You Mm -hmm. you can move it whenever you want. And you don't have to explain anything. If you decide to move the line backwards or forwards, it's your line. You do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I think, you know, being direct and being kind and understanding that guilt is probably going to be really natural. Yes. Okay. You said something very important because it's fine if you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can feel a little guilty and say, oh my gosh, I, you know, but it's okay. It's actually not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It just means like you care for those people. And sure, like it, you wish you could be everything for everyone and could make everybody happy, but you can't. Right? Yeah. I, I used to joke that my father didn't used to like chocolate, so not even chocolates for everyone, right? So <laughs> you can't, you're not going to make everybody happy. So you just know that you're not doing something against that person. It's just for yourself. Mm-hmm. So even before talking to them, or for instance, if, they, if, it's, if it's a conversation through email or text that you have time, just think before answering when you have to enforce the boundary, just really be in that place. This is for me. I am protecting myself it's like the thing on the plane I'm putting my my mask first and Mm -hmm. then I'm going to help other people because you can't help you can't pour to another people if to other people if your cup is completely empty Mm -hmm. so just really be in that space like this is this is me standing up for myself and then you answer because then you can answer with less conflict and less anger and all that stuff you can just say no this is just what I need right now yeah, when you have that clear mind and don't feel the need to ramble off a list of explanations, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be a lot better. Yeah. Well, I found some journal prompts that I thought would be really fun that I would like to try. So I thought I would share these um, with the listeners to try at home too. There's just a couple. Um, so grab a piece of paper if you guys want. And, you know, when you're thinking about setting some boundaries for yourself, these might help. So the first one is, I will no longer let people blank. I deserve blank. I need to blank to protect my energy. What am I tolerating from others that is draining? And that I'm going to go over that and try to, you know, see how that can help me set some boundaries because I clearly have some serious boundaries I need to be setting. And you said but. something important because you said, I, I think that's one of the things sometimes we don't enforce the boundaries because you we don't think, I, we think that other people are more worth than us. Mm-hmm. 
So we kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to let them do it, which is not true. You, every, just everybody is worth the same and everybody's worth, right? No one is, it's, there's no such thing. So you can know that when you're doing that for yourself, there's, it's not a competition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we covered a lot. Thank you so much for going over all of that with us. And hopefully everyone's feeling a little more confident <laughs> and empowered, although it's so much easier said than done, for sure. Yes. But it's work that it's, it's so worth it. It's just so worth it. Your life and your relationships would just really get so much better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, as we um, start to wrap things up, we like to include a hot mess moment in all of our episodes. Do you have a hot mess moment that you wanted to share with everyone? Oh, God. Do I have one that's funny? I have so many. But I think the one that came to my mind now was, um, as I mentioned, I have young kids and this quarantine with young kids has not been, it's actually been the hardest thing I've done in my life. And I've done pretty hard things. (laughs) This was by far, I would trade any other thing for this. But anyway, so I was already like, my, there was nothing in my cup. I had zero to give. And I was just like doing, you know, because there is no way there's nowhere to send the kids. And there's just, you know, and they're being crazy because of course they're also going through this. So my mother-in-law was over and I had, out of no, one of my sons did something and I just lost like a maniac, crazy person started screaming at him, <laughs> which was worth because she was, you know, like if it was just, oh, me, yeah. it would have been mm-hmm. bad enough and I would have felt horrible, but she was, so it was like, oh my gosh, she and her husband. So after that, I was like, <laughs> and my husband was like, oh, that escalated super quickly because it was not like you're, it, you know, the, all the part before she didn't see, he was just exactly like, got there and made like, Rah! can't take this anymore mm-hmm. oh, God. it was terrible oh, gosh. yeah that's tough that like when it seems like you went zero to a hundred real quick but you like started at zero this oh, morning and they've yeah. just been exactly. yeah oh, I that's feel exactly like it was like one of the days like every single thing i said was met with the exact opposite and they were just yeah. like complete Ooh. savages and i was just like i can't just can't and i had a migraine the whole day so it was just like oh. i could just not deal with this anymore i'm just gonna lose it perfect storm <laughs> yeah there better there should be some like really special like reward for moms after all of this especially oh man yeah. this yeah <laughs> Cra- craziness yeah. craziness <laughs> awesome okay well we have a fun little rapid fire question game to play real quick okay. before we let you go um so we'll 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 keep it quick, but fun. Okay. Um, okay. So are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're a fruit, but don't put it in your fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Oh, my gosh. I never read Harry Potter, and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I know. I... I'm waiting to read it with my kids. I'm yeah, going there to get go. there eventually. <laughs> I know um, very little about it, too. So you're not alone. <laughs> okay, I feel better. Um, have you ever stolen anything? Probably, right? <laughs> I can imagine so. Like, at uh-huh. least a pen from someone. Nothing, nothing huge. Nothing that I would 
you know, be like that I'm guilty about <laughs> that I <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, do you think anyone considers you a hipster? Hmm. You know what? Probably because people think all the things, right? About <laughs> so, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the sound you would make if you were freezing cold? <laughs> and also I would say I am freezing cold because I complain a lot yeah. <laughs> um, when eating a formal meal with multiple forks do you start from the outside or the inside oh the outside my mother was was very very particular about these things is yeah. very particular um, what's your favorite martial art? Huh. Um, I like, I think karate. Yeah. yeah. Um, LA or New York? Hmm. Well, because I already lived in New York, I'm going to say LA. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Oh, gosh. I'm not from this country. I don't know what these things are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, They're both good. You can't, yeah. You can't go wrong with either. Um, let's see. On a scale from 1 to 10, how good are you at trivia? Oh. You know, if it doesn't involve a lot of pop culture like specific to the US because of course we had a lot in Brazil from here but if it's like geography like more general things like that then I'm like an eight-ish yeah yeah I'm, I'm good I, I have all, like yeah like very random knowledge just sticks to my brain nice. <laughs> for some reason okay <laughs> yeah um so final question which might be weird with the pop culture thing, but if Tupac appeared before you right now, what's the first thing you would ask him? How are you back? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your secret. Good question. Okay, thank you for playing with us. Yeah, oh my gosh, fun. Well, this episode has been really eye-opening and just inspiring, and I'm so excited to take some of your advice and put it into action, like, today like I'm already thinking about what I'm gonna yeah. be doing tonight and you know journaling and trying to just figure out some boundaries so thank you again for joining us and you're welcome so fun open. yeah it's really fun so before we let you go like time to pump your tires where can people find you what do you tell them about your yeah. podcast that you have coming out soon yeah, so I had a podcast out for the quarantine and it was really fun. It's called Six Feet Apart, like the numeral six, FT Apart. Nice. And I interviewed coaches about how to deal with this mess. So that was really cool. That was done. It was just a series. Nice. Um, and I am going to, my next one is coming hopefully in the end of the month. It's going to be called Audacious Motherhood. And I would love to invite people to my Facebook group called Audacious Motherhood Society, which just launched this week, and where we're going to work a lot of this kind of stuff. So it's going to be weekly videos and coaching and all that stuff. And really, I want to try to help people to 
you know, get over these things that we we get just learn by osmosis and then we have to unlearn consciously. Yeah. Awesome. And so Instagram, where can people find you there? Yeah. So Instagram, I'm Dr. Manuela Powell. And same thing on Facebook, if you put the facebook.com slash that. And um, and my website is consciousreinvention.com. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be joining your Facebook group and stay tuned for your (laughs) podcast. We're so excited to hear more from you. So thank you again. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.